Welcome to King of Glory Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed this week's encouraging message. For more information, please visit kingofglorycc.com. The Lord had this prepared for a short word for us, for you. And so thank you for giving us an opportunity to do it. But first of all, we just want to tell you how absolutely amazing you are. Can you hear that? That you that are here, the Father loves so much. Did you know he knows everything you've done and he doesn't care? It's we that care. It's we that carry this stuff. But the Father's going, no, I love him. And we we need to love him. But I felt like today before Jim speaks, I'm supposed to do some declarations into the atmosphere. That'd be all right. Yeah. And so I want you to receive what you can, but ask the Lord, can I walk in that? Can I walk in the declaration that's being made? Okay. Yeah. So in the name of Jesus, I declare this body, the individual families within this body, the, the atmosphere around this body is in the name of Jesus today set free of jealousy, of warring, of poverty, of defilement, of anger, and that today the atmosphere of receiving each other as the children of God full of love, full of hope, full of peace will be established on this land. I declare forgiveness over sin and I break the power of the strongholds that have been holding this place back because there have been prophetic words over this house of what it will become and it will become what God said it would become. I declare faithfulness over this place. I declare forgiveness. I declare that you will receive those that others would not receive. I declare you have a heart to forgive. I declare you have a heart to embrace. You have a heart to mature people. You have a heart to let people grow as he wants them to grow. And I break off of this place any sense that we have to change the outward in order to change the inward. And I declare the inward changes first. And I declare a, a sweep through this place right now. Holy Spirit, we just invite you right now. Holy Spirit, will you do that which you came to do? Will you minister to each heart? Will you open the eyes of our heart? Will you open the eyes of our heart to see anything that's in it that needs to come before your light? That, Father, we can be transparent that we can be transparent in the kingdom because, Father, this house is a house of worship. It's a house of praise. It's a house of forgiveness. It's a house of mercy. It's a house of hope. It's a house dedicated to you. And, Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you to release every family here that has had an assignment against it for division, destruction, a lying spirit. Father, I 
break the power of that in Jesus' name. And I declare we are in a season, true season of the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to come out of blindness to the fathers. So, Father, because of the blood of Jesus, because of the mercy seat, because of the place where we met him in repentance and simplicity and forgiveness, we come again. We come again and we say, Father, without you, we are all hopeless. So I bless you today. I bless you with that in Jesus' name. Um, if you were not able to sew into Jim and Pat this weekend and you're here for the first time, we're going to have an offering box on the back table there, their book table. So um, if you have a check, you want to make it out to House of Healing Ministries, House of Healing Ministries, or you can get an envelope. But we're going to put the box back there. So if you want to bless them, sew into them, put it in that box back there. Okay. All right. Yep. Last couple of weeks ago, we were here in Black Mountain to do a conference with Gathering of Artisans. And I had um, my presentation for the artists all nailed. I had this awesome PowerPoint thing that was going to just blow everybody's socks off. And I opened my laptop and the screen was totally blank. Dark as midnight in the inside of a cow. Um, so it was totally useless to me. And the Lord said, you don't get it yet, do you? What? Said that you will open your mouth and I will fill it. Um, I should have gotten a clue because we were in New Braunfels, Texas, couple of weeks before that, and I was supposed to speak on Sunday morning, and I had diligently prepared. And on Saturday night, the Lord says, you're not going to, you're not going to speak on that. And I thought, well, you know, there was this other thing that I thought maybe I could just grab a hold of. Maybe that was what he was really wanting me to do. And so I was all prepared and stood up on Sunday morning and... Lord said, you're not doing that either. <laughs> um, there is this place in this new season where you and I are going to have to abandon what we have felt like is the, is the proper thing to do. Now, that doesn't mean that you should walk into every situation totally unprepared. But if you do not give the Holy Spirit room to do what he wants to do in your life, what have you done? You have taken the step to become God in your own life. You think, well, that's stretching it a bit. No, it's not. It's the reality of life. If you will not surrender totally, totally, 
reserving nothing for yourself, then who is God? Um, Pat and I had a number of years ago made a decision that we would go for personal ministry um, every year, 18 months. And there are times when it's stretched into a couple of years and that's kind of what it's, what it's been. We got asked to go to um, Francis McNutt's ministry down in Jacksonville um, a couple of weekends ago. It was, yeah, whatever. At any rate, to um, minister to their prayer ministers. And so, unbeknownst to us, after we had ministered to their prayer ministers on Thursday night or whatever it was, they had arranged for a day for us on Friday to receive ministry from their ministers. I thought, well, this is, this is awesome. We didn't have to go searching. And um, they had scheduled, um, rather than just a couple of hours, it was 10 to 2 in the afternoon. So I thought, well, maybe they think we're hard cases, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, it started in, and um, the interesting thing um, is I thought I had done a very good job periodically of cleaning myself off. Um, the reality of our lives as individuals is we walk among people who have defiled themselves, who have been defiled by others, who have been into stuff that we have no clue about. We walk continually on defiled ground and live perhaps in homes that have been defiled by others. Now, sin defiles people, but it also defiles property. And so I thought we had been diligently doing our thing and um, praying diligently over property. But one of the things that um, has been totally unapparent, well, I don't say unapparent, it had just been a case, but I had not put much intentionality toward it. And that was the fact that I had become a whole lot less prayerful in the last 18 months. And um, so as we entered into this, this um, prayer ministry time, um, they were impressed significantly that there was a whole bunch of stuff I was dragging around that had not been cleaned off. And as I sat down and thought about it, I thought, you know, the reality is um, I've gotten kind of numb. Sensitivities to the spirit in certain areas had just kind of dried up. And yes, maybe I had noted, but I hadn't done anything about it. And um, so we went through a process of praying to cut a, cut a bunch of stuff off. And um, that certainly felt better at the, at the conclusion of it. But the two ministers who ministered to me, a male and a, and a female, had reported that um, they were just kind of wiped out as a result of the whole thing. And later on, our host 
uh, had talked to them and asking how it went. And they said, well, it was good, but um, both of us had to go home and take a nap, which we ordinarily don't do. And I thought, well, that's interesting. Um, well, we went home. Um, Sunday morning arrived. I'm standing in church during the middle of beginning in praise and worship. And um, the Lord said, I want you to turn around and take a look. So in the spirit, I just turned around and there were probably about a hundred demons following me. Each one had been picking at me. Um, see, this, this is the way the enemy attacks you and I. It's not a full frontal assault. It's always the silent, slow, surreptitious pulling the life out of you, sapping your resolve, pulling at habits that you've created, causing you to diminish your time in the word or your time in prayer, causing you to want to sit out a Sunday morning, causing you to stop journaling. And first thing you know, you're up to your butt in alligators and can't figure out how you got here. And um, when we came in on Friday evening, um, we noted there's not only a heaviness over this area, there's a heaviness over this church. And it has not abated since Friday night. And so I want to make two points this morning before we collectively deal with this garbage. Our, when Jesus said, I, I am come, he said, I'm come for two things. I'm come that you might have life and life abundant. But he also said, I am come to reconcile all things to the Father. And those things are the situations of the dis dysfunctional habit patterns, belief systems and stuff that we have bought into because that's what we were taught at home or that's what we've learned through circumstances in life. And they have sapped us of spiritual strength, physical strength and emotional strength. And because we are so wrapped up and so consumed by what we see and feel and touch, taste and smell, rather than the spirit, we're not paying any attention to what's going on spiritually. But it doesn't take very long before it impacts you both emotionally and physically. But what we do is we just presume that because I'm not feeling up to par, 
well, there must be something going around. And I put it all down to this is just what you have to live with. No, that is not the case. You and I have been given authority in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we need to learn how to wield it, not only for ourselves, but for our family members, for those around us, and for the region that we live in. So we're going to have to repent for being lazy. for not choosing to be sensitive and for not looking out for one another. You see, one of the interesting things about the things that we are warned about is that we take it personally. For instance, um, in Romans, we read, judge not, that you be not judged. For with the harshness that you judge shall you also be judged. Okay? That means what goes around comes around. That which you deem is somebody else's issue winds up being yours. But what happens is when you and I judge, what we do is we're actually giving legal right for a demonic entity to attack that person that we are judging, as well as ourselves. The same with jealousy. You're giving the enemy a legal right for demonic entity to be assigned to the person that you are jealous of, as well as to yourself, because you are transgressing the law of God. The enemy's a legalist, and he will take any excuse to do that very thing. And as a consequence, we live in a very combatant environment. And what is the enemy trying to do? He's trying, A, to suck the life out of you so that you will not continue to access the power that you have in the authority of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, to walk in freedom. See, that was what Jesus said. I, it was for freedom that I set you free, not complacency. You see, this is a fight. And if you're not going to choose to fight and use your authority, you're going to get your butt kicked. And most of the reason why you and I are complaining about why things aren't going right is because we're not using our authority. Now, does that mean that every bad thing that happens to me was because I didn't use my authority? No. We live in a fallen world. We live among fallen people. Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulation. My translation is, she's giving me the eye, so I can't say that. Um, and you know what the evil eye is to so be the be the beware she who must be obeyed 
when she just, and that's what Matt Tommy says, don't let her look you in the eye. Don't ever last. Don't do that. So um, let me talk. <laughs> <laughs> See, the, rea the reality is, is you and I have to walk in life and we have to understand what it means to walk in life and exercise life that has been given to us. And it takes, at least for me, it takes somebody who can give me the evil eye and say, look, dude, <laughs> shape up here. This is not working. But we have to have those people in our lives who can do that, who can just come up and kick you in the shins and say, that's probably one of the dumbest things you've ever said. Maybe you need to rethink that. Okay. That's life. It brings life. And it establishes a level of joy that we always want. But we're typically griping about the fact that I don't have it predominantly because I haven't done what I'm supposed to do. So what I'm what I'm going to do this morning is I'm number one, I want to urge you to do that which I did not do. You know what to do, be diligent in doing it. See, one of the other things that happens when you're in full-time ministry and you go to get ministry from somebody else is you're thinking, well, I wouldn't do it like that. <laughs> That's judgment. Okay. My preferences are not necessarily of God. You see, that's, that's the issue we have in, in church today. Is we want to nitpick things that don't suit us. My advice to you is do what I'm still trying to learn to do. Chew the meat, spit out the bones. Don't choke over stuff that's inconsequential. Okay, when you walk in this building to worship and you don't get to worship, whose fault is that? It's not theirs. It's just because you've grown complacent, you've grown judgmental, you've grown hard, and you refuse to worship the God who loves you and who has provided you a way to walk in life and health. So quit being lazy. Do what you're supposed to do. Put your big girl panties on and yeah, it's time to grow up, folks. It really is. Yeah, we we deal a lot with trauma victims. And I am here to tell you today that hurt feelings are not trauma. Somebody who disagrees with you, even though it may rile you up, is not traumatizing. You don't like the political system? Make sure you vote. 
Yeah. And it's simple as that. Because what you're doing when you are, when you're judging how things are going is you are releasing demonic forces that make sure things are always divided. And the people that we send to Washington to work in our behalf don't do anything. Just line their pockets. It's time for us to grow up and walk into the place that you and I were created to walk in. In Psalm 116, verse 15, it says, The heavens are the Lord's heavens, and the earth he has given into the hands of men. The earth is in such terrible shape because the church has not done its job. And that's you and I. We've not prayed. We've not worked for righteousness. We have not insisted that justice be served. So if you want to want to see correction, you have to change your viewpoint. I have to walk according to the light of the word of God. Anything else is just my wishes. And that's not of God. So, Father, if um, if I can have your permission, Sam and Eliza, to pray not only over this body, but in this region, because you're planted here, you have authority here. I want to deal with some things. For those of you who want to pray along, please do. But you see, the issue for us as individuals who are members of the body of Christ is that there are lives at stake who are depending upon us to do what we're supposed to do. Lives at stake. And when you and I stand before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords on Judgment Day, we want to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And we're putting that in jeopardy by not doing what we're supposed to do. Pat did a great thing in declarations. Your words have power. Neither Holy Spirit nor an angel is activated until you say so. So it's been started. We still may be beat, beat the Baptist to the lunch table. <laughs> Father, we come before you repentant that we have been poor servants, that we've been more interested in our own agenda than we have of yours. We ask your forgiveness where we have elevated our preferences and put them alongside scripture and tried to justify them through that means. 
Father, we, we ask your forgiveness where we have been complacent. And we've justified our behavior as acceptable because we felt like somehow it was all we could do. We ask your forgiveness where we have bent the rules of heaven and chosen to set aside the dictates of Scripture, pleading ignorance, and yet have somehow stifled the voice of the Spirit within us, who is sent to be our teacher. Father, we ask your forgiveness where we have chosen to be the rulers of our own life, to set the guidelines, to determine what was right and wrong. Father, we ask your forgiveness for our judgments, our jealousies, our division, our acceptance of lack of unity. Lord, forgive us. We ask for your great mercy upon us. Even as we ask your forgiveness and for your great mercy on this congregation, upon our families, upon our own nuclear families, even upon this city, upon this region, have mercy, Lord. Father, forgive us for our pride, where we have somehow thought we had all the answers and everybody else was wrong. And forgive us for justifying it. Lord, forgive us for our prejudices against those who don't look like us, act like us, believe like us. We know this has grieved your heart. And we ask your forgiveness for these and a thousand other things that we're not naming. But I ask, Father, in Jesus' name, that you would cancel the assignment of every familiar spirit that we have launched into activity, both in our own lives, in our family lives, in this congregation, in this community, in this county, and in this region. And, Father, we ask... We ask that you would remove every ungodly entity that's been established through our disobedience and that you would establish every godly entity to change the influence, change our influence, change the influence of the church in Buncombe County. 
Father, we ask your forgiveness for binding up the Holy Spirit. For disqualifying half of the body of Christ as females who were unable to stand in a place of authority. Forgive us. Father, we ask in Jesus' name that you would forgive us for stifling spiritual gifts. Lord, we are so, um, so stuck on our view of what order is. that we have stifled freedom, even in our own lives. So, Father, we ask in Jesus' name that you, you would bring your light, shine it upon every idea, every habit pattern, every viewpoint that we have that's not consistent with who you are and what you desire in this earth. Father, we ask also that you would tear down, remove every principality, power, ruler, throne, and dominion in spiritual places that have been set up by the permission of man and have allowed religion such a strong place, has allowed every occult influence have its way in this area. And Father, I ask you in Jesus' name that you would breathe on every person in this room, that you would wash them clean of any defilement of any place they have been, any elbow that they have rubbed up against, trod defiled ground, would you remove from them all of the accusations? Would you remove from them? I just break off all self-imposed guilt and shame and condemnation. I strip that from you. And I remove every marker that has been put on you by the enemy that declared you're a victim. This is your place. That is not your place. You do not have authority here. You can't speak your mind. You cannot. You cannot. You are not. I remove it right now in Jesus' name. Father, I ask you also to remove every bit of anxiety, depression, oppression, and any place where we have been impressed by the enemy himself. Just cut it off. Father, I ask you to just crush fear in whatever form it's found a way to minister in our lives. Lord, collectively, we ask your forgiveness for giving fear a place in our lives. We ask you to deliver us. So, Father, we just break agreement with it. Any contract that we've had with it, any entity that we've asked to or agreed with to protect us or to provide for us, 
We break that right now in Jesus' name. And Father, I just, I, I break the heaviness off of this place, yeah. off of this land. We push it out of the atmosphere and we declare this to be holy ground. And Father, we ask that you would open a portal between this place and heaven. That angels would be pleased to come here. Even ask the king of kings for an assignment to king of glory and swan of Noah. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you would be pleased to take up residence here. That all who come in would be ministered to by the Lord. That the life that Jesus died for would be experienced here on a daily basis. So we just loose healing. We loose restoration. Restoration among families, restoration in our bodies, restoration in every kind of relationship. Complete and total reconciliation to the Father. Father, we loose joy. We allow it here. We invite it here. It is welcome here. That the sadness, disappointment, and disillusionment be gone in Jesus' name. They have no place here. None whatsoever. So, Father, I just, I, I speak a blessing over the work of the hands of every individual in this room. I bless them with creativity. I bless them with ideas that they've never had before. I bless them with a vision to be able to see things from a different perspective that not only brings hope, but makes hope fruitful. That they will cooperate with the Lord in bringing about a revolution, not only in their own lives, but in the lives of everyone that they, they touch. And Father, I, I bless them to express every spiritual gift that prophecy would find a home here. That it is not only expected, but it is accepted. That it would find an expression that brings hope and establishes life. I bless them financially. And Father, I ask you in Jesus' name that you would release to them unique and creative ideas. Not only that bless them individually, but would cause employment in this area to resurge again, that there would be new businesses. 
that this would become a place renowned for the life of the Lord is there among them. And that people would be jealous of what they have and ask, what have you got? I want it. I need it. Lord, we ask your forgiveness for being poor mouth Christians who have not been proud of their Lord God, who have not been proud of what they've had, who have not been joyful for everything that you have given us and expected to walk hard roads. And yet you have said in your word that your blessings would overtake them. So, Father, I just speak to them now and I declare the blessings of the Lord will overtake you. Not because you're all that, but because he's all that. And his love is toward you. His favor is toward you. So, Father, I just, I, I break off this poverty spirit. Poverty emotionally, poverty relationally, a view of poverty, an acceptance of poverty, an appreciation of poverty. Let's break it right now in Jesus' name. And I declare that you are blessed to be a blessing. And that there are those who look to your hand and look to you to speak life, to be life, to be provision for them. And it is your lot in life, your legacy, because you are a child of the King of Kings, to walk in that favor. So, Father, we just release that expectancy. Father, you said in your word that your eyes run to and fro throughout the whole earth, seeking to show yourself strong in behalf of those whose heart is yours. Lord, we ask your forgiveness where we have kept some of it for ourselves. We release it now in Jesus' name and we declare that you are Lord of lords, King of kings. And we give you all authority in our lives, in our hearts, in our minds. And we bless you. For you are the source of all life. So I speak health, life. Freedom, love, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son. And in the power of the Holy Spirit. I bless you. The mass is ended. You may go in peace. <laughs>